Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. Hello everybody in the room and listening. Um, I am so excited to share a pretty simple thought um, this morning. And it is, the title of this thought is, Let Your Yes Be Yes. Let Your Yes Be Yes. Um, how many times have you had somebody tell you, um, yes, I'm going to do that, and then they don't do it? How many times has someone say, have, has someone told you, I'm going to be here for you no matter what. I'm going to be with you. I'm with you heart and soul, and then they don't show up. How many times have you had someone tell you how much they love you, how much they care for you, how there's nothing, nothing that would make them not be for you, and then all of a sudden, today, they're not in your life anymore. And I think that it hasn't just happened to us. Unfortunately, I think we have also done this to people, Um, and so that's why I want to talk about it this morning is our yes be a yes, because um, I know there's times that I've told someone that I would do something, and then I didn't do it, and I... I just, it's a bummer, um, and I want us to be better. And so Matthew five thirty three is what we're going to talk through. Um, it says, don't say anything you don't mean. This counsel is embedded deep in our traditions. You only make things worse when you lay down a smoke screen, a pious talk, saying, I'll pray for you, and never do it, or say, God be with you, and not mean it. You don't make your words true by embellishing them with religious lace. In making your speech sound more religious, it becomes less true. Just say yes and no. And when you manipulate words to get your own way, you go wrong. I wanted to talk through let your yes be yes. Um, And I think the piece behind this is making sure that our face matches our words and our spirit matches our actions. Because we can say yes, especially um, people that are listening to this and people that are in the room, you're leaders. And so you probably say yes a lot to serving. You say yes a lot to moving the vision forward. You say yes a lot to taking care of other people. You say yes, you say yes, you say yes. But it is essentially, it's worse than just saying no by saying yes and if you don't mean it. And if your spirit isn't lined up with that yes, um, Every single one of us know that spirit speaks louder than words. You know when someone's not in it to win it. You know when someone is disappointed and still going through the motions. We've all felt that from someone maybe that's on our team. We felt that from someone in our family. We felt that from someone in your home. I don't know. Um, but they're like, yes, I'll take out the trash. Yes. It's like, oh, just don't take out the trash. It's going to be okay. I'll just take out the trash. Save you. Save me, and we're going to be okay. I think that what happens is that we sometimes just go through the motions, and we want to be able to say yes, say yes, say yes, say yes, say yes, say yes, say yes. So what happens is we're just on autopilot of saying it, but it actually isn't in our spirit. It actually in us of what we're saying yes to. And just to remind us of what we're saying yes to, we're saying yes to bring heaven to earth. We're saying yes so that more people, like the stories we heard this morning, like Billy that was in prison and heard one of our messages online, that more people like Billy would know how much God loves him. That more people like the youth, the girl that came for the first time this past week, that someone invited them. They don't even go to our church. And a friend of a friend told them about our youth group, and she showed up and felt loved, valued, and believed. And that's what we're saying yes to. We're saying yes to someone's eternity. We're saying yes to making sure that someone knows that their 
story matters. We're not saying yes to making things pretty. We're not saying yes in order to have a title. We're not saying yes in order to have a cush situation. We're not saying yes to get something from someone. We're saying yes for someone's eternity. And it's important that our perspective stays right and stays holy because if that gets off, or I should say when that gets off, if you don't have the right people in your life, if you don't have the right people around you that are reminding you of your yes, reminding you of your why, reminding you of when what your first day was like. How many of us need to remember what our first day was like? If you're listening to this right now, if you're in the room right now, I want you to think about right now, the day you dreamed that you would have the job that you have. The day you dreamed that you could be thinking about Noah, the day you dreamed, Noah, that you wouldn't be working at Sky Fitness and you'd be able to have a media company that could sustain you and be able to create things for the kingdom and serve at a church and be involved in community and have pastors that love you, know you, see you, believe in you, pray for you, text you, take you out to coffees, take you out to dinners, the day that you actually have relationships that are deep and that are not just wide, but you actually have deep relationships. These are the days that you prayed for. And these, this is the day I prayed for. I, I remember whenever I worked for anthropology um, at Utica when we first moved here, and I was driving to work. I had to be at work either at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. or my two shifts. And I remember driving 20 minutes in, 20 minutes home, and just thinking, like, if only I could work at the church. Oh, my gosh, when am I going to get to work at the church? And it one day it happened and the door opened and God spoke to Ben and I and we laid down our my job and my career and started serving at the church and it's been so wonderful but that doesn't mean that there hasn't been really hard days when I wanted to actually not have a yes anymore and I wanted to just say no um, and it's the people around us that remind us of our why it's the people and the stories that we hear that keep us moving, that keep us going forward um, to make sure that our yes stays a yes. And I think it's we need to remember that it's our responsibility as leaders of this house to make sure that our yes is a yes, but also to make sure that the people around us that we are leading, that their hearts stay pure in saying yes to. And this only happens by sharing our story with people. This only happens by telling people what God's done in our lives. This only happens by the next person that you feel like could be your next, the next person that comes through the doors, you're like, wow, I have a connection with this person. I feel like this person would like really be great on my team or this person just needs to be in my connect group. It only happens by you taking them to coffee and saying, hey, I want you just to share a piece of my story with you. I once was like this and now I'm like this. This used to be what I thought fulfilled me and this is what fulfills me now. It only is through the one-on-one -on -one relationship, through the pieces that we actually get to duplicate our yes into someone else and make sure our yes is a yes. You know, I, I know I mentioned this at the beginning, but I can think of, of times in my life that I've heard people tell me and tell um, Ben and I, pastors, we're with you. We are with you. We are with you. We are with you. And... It almost makes me, and, and those people that have said that the most actually are the people that as soon as they were told no, were actually not with us. They were against us, which is, this is okay. I mean, it's fine. Everybody has their, their thing. Uh, no, no problem there. But I was thinking about it and thinking about how you don't have to tell someone that you're a yes. You don't actually have to tell them. You don't have to tell them that you're with them. 
you don't have to tell them, oh, I'm with you. And it's like almost like, are you convincing yourself that it's a yes or are you really here? Because the people that I know that have been here or that have been in even um, pastors that I know, mentors in my life, people that I know that I would trust them heart and soul, they aren't having to remind themselves and chalk themselves up every day like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to love people. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. No, it's just who they are. It's just what they do. It's just their spirit. It's just naturally what comes out of them is that they care for people. It's just naturally what comes out of them is that they love God and love others. It's just naturally that comes out of them. Now, I'm not saying there's not hard days. I'm not saying that, like I said, there has to be times when we have to be reminded about the the people that are around us. That's not what I'm talking about. But I think that we need to understand that it isn't, it isn't this um, agreement of we're agreeing ourselves into saying yes. Like we're agreeing ourselves into serving. We're agreeing ourselves into staying planted. We're agreeing our, no, we have decided. And from that decision, that's that. And now we move forward. And this is our decision. And this is where we are. This is how we move forward. And it, you know, that scripture said, you don't make your words true by embellishing them with religious lace. How many times... Let's just call ourselves out. Have we said, you know, just feeling like God told me. God told me. God spoke to me. And he said, you know, I'm, I'm not called to serve in youth ministry. I'm just not called. It's like, Pastor Adrian, Adrian's like, everyone's called to serve in youth ministry. And actually, I think every person in this room right now has served in youth ministry or does serve in youth ministry. But, you know, you, you hear these things that people say like, mm, just, it's not the spirit, it's not leading me. The spirit's not leading me. And I'm like, okay, that's okay. I'm not saying that you can not say no. That's not what I'm, that's not what the point of this is. But I think it's funny when someone uses uses God or uses religious, you know, jargon of like, oh, it's just not where my heart's at. Well, is your heart for the church? Where is the need in the church? Then that is what we are for. If we, if our heart is for Christ and our heart breaks for what his breaks for, then, ooh, we might need to rethink that a little bit. And I'm, I'm checking myself as I say this. I'm checking myself. I'm not just saying this of like preaching at somebody. I'm preaching to myself. Um, okay, we need this. We need bathrooms clean. I got this. I can do that. That's easy. I don't care if that's not my title. I don't care if I'm not rostered to clean the bathrooms. I got this. You, you need help in kids ministry. We need to reorganize a closet. We need to figure out a new system on how to do something. I'm your girl. I got this. There is no, there is nothing outside of my yes. When I said yes to Jesus, little did I know the beautiful, beautiful yes that would be tied to that. Now, you know, however many years later, when I said yes to Ben feeling called to move to Oklahoma. And I say that because I wasn't, I didn't feel called to move to Oklahoma and I did not want to live here or be here. When I said yes to that though, that was my yes. When I said yes, my yes was a yes. There was no ties and there were no um, if, no clauses to it. I was thinking about even, um, you know, when we adopted Watson, a lot of people said, um, whenever you adopt, like, oh, are you going to have to do this later? Are you going to have to do this? Are you going to have to do this? Or what's your agreement? Are you going to do this, this, and this um, for, you know, with our birth mom, which we so love and adore, um, our birth mom. And I remember talking to my attorney because we had never adopted a baby before. 
And I remember I was like, okay, so the agreement needs to be that we need to put this in writing that like she's going to get a visit after this many years or we're going to do this or we're going to do this. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. That's not how this works. You can't have a clause. You adopt if. I will adopt if. I will raise this child if. There is no if. There is no clause. And I think that that is when I was reading through this about our yes being a yes, and the religious, um, even when embellishing the, the enlacing our words, was thinking like, there is no clause. There is no, yes, I will serve at church if I get to speak on Sundays. Yes, I will serve at church if I can have this kind of schedule. Yes, I will do this if, if, if. There is no clause. When we felt called to adopt, it was like whatever it was. We are going to raise our, this is our son. There is no if. If he needs something, there is no if. There is no question. There is no clause. There is nothing. The answer is yes. The answer is always. The answer is available. The answer is whatever it is, let's go. And I think that we get it twisted a little bit because we say yes to Jesus. We give our life to Christ. And then at some point we start to, I don't know if it's if it's like what Ben was talking about on Sunday, if we start to sit down and we start to forget the weight of what a shovel feels like, um, but we, we start to think that our yes is telling people that they can do something. Yeah, I'm sitting down. Yeah, you know what? You should go get the shovel and go take that person out over there. You should go do that over there. You know what? You should probably not have the music like this. You should do it like this. And we think we're, we're, being, we're saying yes because we're still seated, we're still planted, we're still here, we're still giving, we're still attending. Our yes is still here. Nothing has, is it changing that. But the yes is not the point. The yes is not saying okay to giving someone else permission. The yes is for our own heart. The yes is for our own lives. The yes is for our own situation. Yes, I will pick up that shovel and I will go get that person out of the rubble. Yes, I will go and clean that toilet. Yes, I'm going to serve. Yes, I'm going to hold the doors. Yes, I'm going to be the first to give. Yes, I want to be the most generous person in the room. Yes, I want to take care of people. Yes, I want to pray for people. Yes, I'm going to like every single thing I see on Facebook and on Instagram and encourage people and post encouraging things. Yes, 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 yes. Not through my strength, not through what I want. But because I've been called by God, because I'm loved by God, it's from that base that I can say yes. Yes means that our spirit matches our actions. So I would ask you, what is something, if someone asked you what you do, could they know by what you've done? Not by what you tell them. Could they see a trail of people behind you that love God, that serve God, that love the church, love his house, love his kids, love his people? Is that the trail behind you? Or is there no one behind you? Because it's all you can do just to keep convincing yourself to say yes. It's all you can do to just say, okay, I got this. One more week, then vacation. One more week, then I'm off. What 
I would say, what is the resume behind you of people and of stories? That's what I want to know. I want to see that. I don't want to actually hear what you do, what teams you lead, what your hours are in the office, what days you serve, what days you don't serve. And if you're not on staff here at church, if you are on staff here at church, if you're, I don't care about any of that. I want to know what has your yes impacted. I want to know the stories that your yes has impacted. And I want to make sure that we hold ourselves accountable to not make it about religious I do this because, um, because I have to or because this person told me to or this person did, so now I need to. This has to be a personal revelation from what God has spoke to us because that's the only thing that's unshakable because otherwise we get tired. I get tired. I was thinking about a, something that I remember telling someone um, that I would, I remember it was, I don't know, we had, been here a couple, maybe two years. We lived in Oklahoma. And I, I remember, because I love interior design and I love decorating, and I remember somebody came up to me and they were like, you need to decorate the church for Christmas. When are you going to do it? That's kind of the way she said it. And I said, oh, gosh. And I was working at least 60 hours a week at Anthropology, and this was on a sisterhood night, coming to um, share at a sisterhood night, and it was after sisterhood. And I was like, oh, gosh. Well, what do you want to do? I just kind of said it. And I was like, oh, gosh. And then I realized, and I was a little bit frustrated that she asked me what I was going to do. And she didn't have any answers. It didn't have solutions. She was just like, you need to do this. She was sitting and pointing and saying, you say yes. I give you permission to say yes. Um, and I remember my response wasn't great. Um, and what I said back to her, and this is what I, why I'm sharing this piece of the story, is I was just like, um, well, I don't know what I'm going to do, but what are you going to do since it's so in your heart and it's your idea? What do you want to do? And I shouldn't have said that. I should have said, oh, my gosh, I love that you want to decorate the church for Christmas. This is amazing. Let's do this together. Let's do this like this. But the thing was is that my heart wasn't in a good place either because I was saying yes when I I really wasn't in the right place. She was trying to point me and force me to say yes when I wasn't in the right place to say yes. And I think that that's the piece of like understanding. Um, and I, you know, I share that to say all of us have said yes when we shouldn't have said yes and popped off when we shouldn't have popped off or whatever it was. But understanding that everyone is going through something. And so it's not our job to be the sit point. You say yes. You should say yes. You should say yes. Our job is to be the person that says, like, hey, what's in your heart right now? Hey, what kind of what can I fan in your heart right now? What's the flame inside of you that needs a little bit of extra? Like, what's that piece? And so then we can come alongside people to say yes. Because, like, when she asked me that, it wasn't that I didn't want to decorate. It wasn't that I don't love interior design. It wasn't that I wanted, didn't want to do the Christmas thing or whatever it was. I don't remember exactly what. I think that was what it was. Um, it was literally just, like, I had no space to even think about doing anything. I was on the max of the max. Um, and it wasn't that I didn't want to say yes, but I couldn't say yes alone. And so I think it's important that we pull people along with us. They show, we show them what saying yes means. We show them what um, that looks like and so that they can have a healthy representation of not doing life alone, but also like this is what it means to build and say yes. So let your yes be yes. 
Hey church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.